ready. You're going to want to put on your tinfoil hat for this one. It's Mikey J on KGUP Presents. Do you know who I am? I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Mothers, lock up your daughters. It's time to see Mikey J. Mikey J. Are you f***ing with me? We're dealing with one sick son of a bitch. How you doing? I'm Mikey J, and you're tuned into another edition of KGUP Presents. Before we get into uh, get to our guest, get into get to our guest. I, I want to make a couple of announcements in case you're living in a bubble of an emotion. Censorship is just running rampant, and I just wanted to take a few precautions. And now I'm on Rockfin, so thanks to Awesome Austin of the Melodome for applying for me. And speaking of which, I, I was just on the Melodome, so uh, you can catch it on the Melodome, and you can watch it here as well. So be on the lookout for that. So, and um, if you're watching this on Rockfin, uh, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for checking uh, this show out. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to be uh, having a few guests. They're going to blow the lid off what you think you currently know, and de it's definitely going to get banned from YouTube. So, uh, if you want to follow me on Rockfin, hit that like button. Uh, it, it, the link is in the description. So uh, please follow. And uh, final thought, uh, at the end of each month, I said I was going to do a drawing to give away a free t-shirt for our Patreon subscribers. But since I didn't do a show at the end of, at the end of May, uh, I, I will do a show at the end of this uh, June, and then I will do uh, the drawing then. Uh, and if you want to partake in that, you, know, you can join my Patreon. It's only as low as $3 a month. And uh, with that said, uh, today we have a very special guest. He and I met uh, about a month, two months ago. Uh, we were both uh, panelists on an episode of Monday Night Master Debaters. Uh, he has his own podcast where he talks about you know, philosophy, conspiracies, and a bunch of dumb shit. 
He has guests on where he uh, dissects the stupidity of politics, conspiracy, news. And what really caught my attention, he, he does work in higher education and he's also a Texan. So I wanted to bring him on and have a conversation. And uh, part of what I do here, if, if you're watching for the first time, is I feature a lot of guests from shows that I listen to and that I personally watch on a regular basis. And, and I, even though I haven't gotten through all the shows that I, that I partake in or, or listen to, but I'm going to change that this summer because I plan on inviting everybody to be on this show. So without further ado, let's bring him on, the man, the myth, the legendary Kyle of the Big Dumb Podcast. What's going on, my guy? Hey, what's going on, Mikey? Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, you said a special guest and a, a very special guest indeed. Um, I love uh, the breakdown you just gave of my show where we just talk about dumb shit because as, as you know, sometimes we get serious, but we always try to, you know, have a little bit of fun with it um, because, you know, and you got to question everything. And I get to the point sometimes where we're talking about a topic and I'm like breaking it down. But then in my thought process, I'm thinking, oh, you know, it's like I conspiracy myself. You know, I'm like, oh, is my thinking of this? A conspiracy or like I, so I question I, you know I go back and forth I'm like okay did someone plant this in my mind like did is this propaganda that I'm seeing or thinking and anyway but hey I'm glad to be here uh thank you so much it's a it's a real pleasure um uh and I'm excited to get into it with you man at fellow Texan so yeah uh, that's when I when you told me you were from Texas I was like oh hell yeah brother <laughs> let's get together it's the place to be you know I, I moved here in April of 2020, about three weeks into the pandemic. And uh, I, you know, I, I just been loving it the whole time. I have zero regret. Um, you know, I do have family out there in California. So I, I, that part of me wishes that they were just would move here, you know? <laughs> no, they should, they can stay. It's fine. I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> what part of, what part of the state are you in? Uh, originally from Northern California, like the Bay Area. Oh. Oh, I mean, Texas, where are you living in, in Texas? Oh, oh I, I'm smack dab in the middle of Dallas, like oh, uh, over by um, the, the White Rock Lake. So okay. over by the Arboretum. Yeah. OK, well, yeah, I grew, I grew up in Dallas, born and raised uh, well, suburbs of Dallas. So uh, but I mean, and I haven't lived there since I was 18. I'm 25, almost 26 now. And every time I go home oh. to visit, it's just I know, dude, getting up no. there. Uh, every time I go home to visit, it just changes so much. You know what I mean? Like. At first, it was the the neighborhood uh, that I grew up in was kind of on a main. It was on uh, one, not one twenty one. It was on uh, four twenty three, uh, and they would uh, they built a wall up uh, on along the road so you couldn't see the shitty neighborhood. Like Dallas just became, you know, like the Frisco, Plano, Louisville area. All that just became so like hoity toity, you know. When I was like, these are my, I didn't, cons I was never a rich kid or anything like that, but. So they started blocking, you know, putting walls up and then uh, blocking out all the poor houses. And then it's just gotten it's gotten so crazy, dude. I mean, the world's largest furniture store is, uh, you know, right in my hometown there. Uh, it, it, it's ridiculous, dude. It's all there is to do is eat and shop. And, uh, you know, it's good sometimes. But after living in a small town for a few years, I, I don't know if I can ever go back. Yeah. But it is cool. It is a good place. You're you're right about that. You mentioned eating and shopping. It's, you forgot movies. <laughs> oh yeah, there's movie theaters. There's uh, and it's all. But what do you do with those movie theaters? You eat and you drink. They're yeah. not. There's no regular movie theaters anymore. 
So, uh, but it's fun. You know what I mean? I, anytime I go, I, I try to go out, but there's also so many goddamn people there now, dude. It's, uh, and no offense, but people like you from California came up and, you know, you, you sold your, uh, $2 million, you know, two bedroom, one bath house in California. <laughs> you bought mansions in Texas that hardworking Texans like me, lifelong people, uh, now can't afford. Um, and I'm not blaming you personally, but that that's really been the situation. You know, I thought I'd be able to buy a house this year. And of course there's market issues, but a big part of it is people from out of state are moving in and just paying cash, cash money. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it is crazy, but you know, I'm, I'm glad if anything, these last two years, I'm glad people kind of thought about what's important to them and they were able to go to a place where they could, um, uh, experience those, those values, hopefully, uh, we'll see how it comes up. Uh, you know, it could just be a big plot to turn Texas blue. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? You think that's gonna, you think there's gonna be a big flip? You know, you know, I'm surrounded by blue pillars. You're just asleep. I mean, I'm just surrounded by the walking dead. Mm. And, um, <laughs> and I, I can't stand it when I, see someone from California and they just have their, their closed minded mentality. You know, I, I work for with a few people that are from California and they, they're just like, they're still asleep and I can see it in their eyes when I'm having a conversation. And, and, you know, I, I've always been kind of, I, I can't say black pill cause black pill has been kind of like a, a recent thing for me. Like I <laughs> always been in the middle and never really believing in the whole right left paradigm. And then when Trump ran for office, I, you know, for a minute, I fell for the propaganda. I fell for the deception and I voted for him. And, uh, you know, and being in California, when you vote Republican, I, I discovered that our vote wasn't even counted. They, they physically just put our ballot underneath the machine instead of putting it in the slot. So I'm like, this is just blatant, just disregard for what we think, just because, you know, we lived in Pasadena at the time. And I was like, you know, what, fuck you guys. <laughs> that's that's crazy, dude. And uh, here I, I've been I work right across the street from the the, uh, you know, court, the courthouse or whatever. And mm -hmm. so anytime there's an election, I, I see the signs, I see the people lined up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go vote, you know, and I'll do a little research beforehand and I'll just walk over there and vote. And, you know, 2020 was the first time I actually voted and I was, uh, kind of, I, I didn't like the fact that there was electronic voting machines. You know what I mean? They give you a little stylus and you go tap on the machines, you know? And I'm like, I asked, I was like, can I get a paper ballot? And they said, no, you can't. I was like, what? Why? They're like, just, we don't do that here. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, that's okay. But uh, yeah, the whole thing is, is rigged. It's, it's all uh, you know, it, it, if anything, we, we've learned that it, both sides play dirty and it's just yeah. a matter of who plays dirtiest that election. So, you know, I vote just for the fun of it, at least for the, uh, the, you know, the local elections. I think those are at least somewhat important. You know, I can vote for the district attorneys, the, the local judges and, you know, school board things and, and whatnot. And I think that's, that's beneficial to some extent, but St even state and, and state level, it's like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, right. it's all who's got the most money, who plays the dirtiest. And it's like, whatever, this guy's going to win anyway. So just screw it. But yeah, man, but I'm glad you're in Texas. Uh, it's uh, it's the place to be. I'm I there's other places that I, I, I've thought about going. 
Um, but I just, I don't think, I can't think of a better place to be as far as just the, the, uh, the atmosphere, the kind of collective consciousness, I guess there is a sort of, and I'm sure if you, you've experienced this, there's a sort, a sort of pride that comes with being a Texan that, um, if you're born here, you, you, you get it, but otherwise you got to kind of earn it. And once you get there, it's uh, and people will give me shit for saying this because you know they're like oh Texas is dumb or whatever but it really is a cool a cool kind of thing you know and like I like you already because you live in Texas I mean like boom <laughs> right there you know that's all I need to know about you to at least you know okay this guy's cool and the fact that you moved from a place that is notoriously you know ridiculous yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it says a lot about a person so yeah um I lost my train of thought but. Uh, sorry about that <laughs> no 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 i mean it, it's on me i tend to just get involved in what someone's saying then i forget that I, oh yeah i have to talk as soon as you stop talking <laughs> <laughs> well, i can keep talking if you want <laughs> oh yeah but um god what was i gonna say i it's something about texas like um I, i've always loved it here I, in fact um i just remembered i, I was almost born here in texas almost. Oh. yeah because uh, my, my dad was stationed in fort hood because he was in the military and um, but my mom, you know, he was off in Germany and she was here and she was like, I don't want my want to have birth my my kid by myself. So she ended up moving or flying to uh, to California to be with her mom. And then soon after I was born because <laughs> you're not supposed to fly when you're, you know, you're six months. <laughs> right. I thought you were say she flew to Germany and that you're a German citizen. And I was looking at you know, that, that happens too, you know, if uh, military, but, um, but yeah, that, you know, that's, I, I get that uh, as well, but yeah, man, just, and I'm not a cowboy by any means. I'm not very Southern, you know, cause like I said, I, I grew up in the suburbs of, of Dallas, basically a city boy, that kind, you know, that kind of thing, but, but it is different down here and you, the Southern hospitality is, is a real thing. You know, I'm, I'm sure you haven't gotten, you know, run off of the road by, you know, Dallas traffic is crazy. I'll tell you that, but you know, most people are pretty chill. Like I talk to other Texans, native Texans, you know, they're like, man, I really, I see these California license plate and I want to just run them off the road, but I, you know, I can't do that. It ain't right. You know what I mean? But there, yeah. there's going to be assholes everywhere you go and you just got to uh, keep an eye out for that. And uh, you know, when you get people, when you get to talk to, to people one-on-one -on -one or in, in a small group, um, the, the whole kind of, uh, I guess, preconceptions of, of people based on who they are, where they live, or it, that kind of goes away once you kind of get to talk to somebody for a little bit. Um, right. But yeah, dude, I, like I said, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I'll be in Dallas actually in a week or two. Oh, um, and then, uh, but yeah, and I, I got to hit some people up, but I know maybe we can get a drink or something like that, you know yeah. what I mean? Because uh, it, it, it's hard to meet people in this, uh, in this community too, because we're all so spread out, but uh, I've been saying we just all need to get together, buy some land in like central Texas or something and just start a start a commune, you know, actually a conspiracy um, commune that I've belonged to a DFW um, group. It's it's on Telegram. I'll have to send you the link. Hmm. I don't I don't send it out to anybody. It's it's only for people that live in the area. And we're actually all kind of like congregating to come up with a plan to get off the grid. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, we're actually making some investment into uh, like a geodesic dome. So we're going to be like completely off the grid. You're going to live then... in a dome. That's great, <laughs> dude. 
And then uh, from the dome. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine, he, uh, he he's part of this investment group and he he's got I don't know how much money, but he bought Bitcoin when it was only 80 bucks. So he's got Son money. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And uh, he's going to he owns some land. I haven't found out exactly where, but that's where all of us are going to be kind of like building our commune. So, you know, if this whole monkeypox thing like, oh really. <laughs> that's the next big one. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, I, it, 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 we're literally reliving the same cycle. Uh, you know, we just had the I think in 2021 they did a monkeypox simulation similar to event 201 in 2019 about a, a coronavirus outbreak. And then at, I think just last week or something uh, or two weeks ago, they were doing a, another simulation in regards to a smallpox outbreak, which monkeypox and smallpox uh, seem to be very similar. Um, but what's interesting about that 2021 and you or your listeners might have seen this. There was uh, in the 2021 simulation. I don't remember who uh, was who was putting it together, some hospitals or or organizations or whatever, I'm sure. Uh, but the breakout date of the monkeypox was May 15th of 2022. And I think that to the day, May 15th, 2022 is when we heard the first case of monkeypox, you know, uh, in, in the UK or whatever. So, I, you know, I don't I don't think uh, a lot of people are buying it. Obviously, it's a little scary. Uh, but my, my question about it is, you know, with COVID, it was an invisible disease, right? An invisible enemy. It was airborne. You couldn't see. You didn't even know if you had it until you took a test. But but with monkeypox, obviously you get uh, lesions, right? You get some sort right. of sore or something. So that could be something, oh, I see that you have the disease. But I've also heard that uh, you have to, you know, it incubates for a long period of time. So you have to get a PCR test to determine whether or not you have monkeypox. It's just, it's ridiculous, dude. Uh, what what are your thoughts on it? And I, I mean, I can rant on this for, for as long as you want, but I'd love to know kind of what where you're sitting before I just go off on it. <laughs> well, actually, I just stumbled across uh, a kind of like a diagram. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on May 15th, I mean, right there, that's when the the uh, case zero one over what do you ground zero? Is Patient it? zero. Yeah. Patient zero, and uh, it's going to happen on May 15th. And then June 5th is when uh, the outbreak actually happens in Brinia, I believe. And there's going to be like 1,421 cases, four deaths, uh, no international warnings or advisories. And then on June 10th, there's going to be 83 countries affected, 70 million cases, 1.3 million deaths. And then on May 10th, January, that's January 10th of next year and then May of next year. Yeah. So th this is a long game. Wow. Right. Oh, I said June. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. I just for listeners, I wanted to make sure because, you know, five days, that's that's crazy. But yeah. The, so but here's the thing. If we just go off of this little graph you're showing here um, and it's from NTI, I don't know who that is, um, but the, the, the we're already off because. uh you know, no international warnings or advisories. I'm pretty sure the World Health Organization already had an emergency meeting to discuss this, to plan for it or or whatever. So that's already off. You know, there's there's already been an international war. I mean, it went all over the news. It was trending on Twitter. Everyone knows about it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, if they're sticking to the plan, they're not doing a very good job. Right. 
But uh, what's really scary is by Jan- uh, December of first 2023, there's they're projecting 3.2 billion cases, 271 million deaths. Uh, the global differences in national responses contribute to the to significantly variable outcomes. So that that's pretty alarming to say the least. And and so real quick before you go to the uh, another page, if you, on that same uh, box you you read on, in December first of 2023, the key issue side of that international financing for pandemic preparedness and what's been in the news lately. This kind of a push for more funding for pandemic preparedness. And yeah. what I was going to say earlier when we were first discussing this is if you you got to just if you just look at it from the money aspect, right? This it could be real, it could be not real, whatever. Someone is going to make a bag during this fear cycle, this this plan whatever it is. That's what we saw during COVID. It was just a money-making apparatus for a certain group, industry, certain individuals, right? So that's kind of where I see this going is that it's really just going to be some sort of money thing, some sort of, uh, you know, way to push a vaccine. I mean, we already, I guess the U.S. just bought a bunch of monkeypox vaccines, you know, a week or so ago. So I, I think it's just going to, you know, they have all these medications, they have all this money put into R&D and and things like that. And they like, hey, we got to sell this crap. You know what I mean? If you make a product that doesn't sell and it's just sitting on your warehouse, so, you know, collecting dust, you're losing money. The the investors, the shareholders are going to be like, hey, motherfuckers, what are you doing with all our money that we gave you to invest in these drugs that you're going to give to everybody? So what do we do? We, we call our boys in the media. We call the the Wuhan lab and, and see if they got anything cooking up, maybe that they can help, uh, you know, kind of sling this product around. It's classic drug dealing, classic capitalist, yeah. uh, all this stuff. I mean, it's it's a it's a perfect scenario for that. Um, I, I and <laughs> so then there's the other aspect of this, right? Uh, all the pictures. Have you seen the the pictures of the monkeypox? Have you seen the pictures? Uh, no, I with, haven't. You know the thumbnails on the articles and stuff, dude. They're just shingles. They're literally the pictures of these of the monkeypox are shingles, and I think smallpox is what they are are showing. Um, but what's interesting is I, I believe a side effect of the, uh, the, the COVID-19 vaccine is shingles. So, you know, maybe we'll start seeing a bunch of people, uh, develop shingles or some sort of, uh, adverse reaction, and then it'll get blamed on the monkey pox, mm-hmm. quote unquote monkey pox. So that's, I mean, dude, we can, we can go anywhere you want to go with this because there's so much, uh, uh, we we know the game plan at this point, right? Yeah, and how can they have a vaccine when it hasn't even been out? It it's a uh, it's pretty prevalent in um, Central Africa, I believe. Um, like yearly, they have a significant number of cases per year, so there is it is a known thing. It's just not very widespread up until, I guess now. Um, it's v- apparently very hard to spread person to person but you know in africa they're poor they they don't matter to the rest of the world so they deal with this all the time um so yeah they do have a vaccine i assume for for a lot of things it's just not uh needed but like i said it's probably been sitting on a shelf for a long time they're like hey we need to get this out you know we made a bunch of money this last time around let's let's do it again (laughs) money's drying up let's go 
Damn. Oh, so t- let's talk about you and how you got into this whole podcast thing. Because I, I actually listened to your very first episode, which was oh, no. released oh, in no. November of 2020. It was actually good. I enjoyed it. I listened to the very end. So it wasn't like I was annoyed. I mean, it caught my attention. It, it kept me going. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> well, so how how it all started, you know, I've been listening to podcasts since 2016, 2017, you know, with Joe Rogan and, and things like that. And I, I stopped listening to music, you know, because I at a certain point I was because uh, I went to, to college, you know, pretty far away from home. So anytime I had a break or whatever, I would solo drive a thousand miles each way. And I needed a, a good way to pass the time. And there's only so much, you know, good music you can listen to and things like that. So I started listening to podcasts. And I think one of the first like conspiracy podcasts I listened to was those conspiracy guys with Gordo, the the uh, the Irishman. And, uh, you know, it was a great way to kill six hours <laughs> yeah. on, a, on a car ride because it was just, you know, one episode was six hours and they just went deep and. And so that's kind of when I started thinking, but, but my dad notoriously has always kind of made me question things. He's always been into conspiracies. He's always, you know, been, been skeptical and and paranoid about things. And so <laughs> he kind of passed that on to me. Um, and so that's kind of how I, how I got into listening to this stuff. I was still, you know, pretty blue pilled in college, very uh, liberal, you know, I was af- afraid of because uh, at that time was the first go around with Russia and Ukraine back in like 2014. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get drafted. We're going to have to go fight the Russians, you know, all this stuff. And, uh, you know, so so it was uh, election night 2016. We all remember that night. I was uh, sitting in the dorms with uh, all my uh, gay theater friends uh, and, uh, and and feminists. And, uh, you know, we were just watching the the results roll in and and once it became apparent that uh hillary was was not going to win the election uh which you know i, I didn't like her very much either uh, i was a bernie bro if anything and uh yeah. once it became apparent that she was not going to be the winner i mean it was the waterworks were on man people just crying and and scared and as if they were and i say this all the time when, when people ask me as if they were going to be lined up and shot by a firing squad the very next day because they were a woman or because they were gay or because they were black or whatever. And I was just like, okay, something's wrong here with the, with this thinking, like this is not that big. I, cause I have never cared right about elections or presidents before I was like, whatever. And I was like, guys, nothing chill out, you know? And I was still pretty anti-Trump and anti every, you know, I was just like, whatever. But then I started, you know, this is when Reddit was really good. I would, uh, I use Reddit for porn back in the day, but then I'd also get into like the conspiracy subreddits and things like that. And so then I, I just started, you know, kind of to myself kind of going down these rabbit holes and then, um, fast forward, you know, listening to tinfoil hat and uh, tons of other podcasts, uh, that, cause you know, the times have just gotten crazier since then. Right. right. It's more shit has come, you know, new shit has come to light. And, uh, so finally I said, fuck it. And 2020, I, I just felt like a bum that whole time. I, I worked, I think I only got like a month or two off of work, um, during, during that. And then I was still going to work, but I just felt like there wasn't much going on in the, you know, as far as things happening in life. And so I was like, oh man, I, 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 my only regret is I didn't start it sooner. And, um, so finally I, I got the equipment, made it happen. And, 
really, I didn't set off to start a conspiracy podcast. I just, me and my buddies would, would, would get drunk and sit around the table and, and play cards or start a fire or something and just talk about crazy dumb shit. And we were like, dude, we should record this and put on a podcast. I'm, and I know many other podcasts who have, that have started this way. But as you, as you noted, we started in November of 2020. I believe our first episode was like a, the, the night after the election or, or maybe the uh, it was, election. It was the night day. of. I and the it. night of is when I put it. So we recorded it the night before, I guess. I don't remember. But yeah, it was uh, it just be kind of became that, you know, everything going on, you know, it, it, that and I just started talking because I was into it. My friends weren't. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, it, that's just kind of what it became. And uh, now that's what it is. And now that it's just me, no co-host or anything, I'm, I'm kind of leaning into it a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, as, as we talked about before the show, I'm not I'm not ripping off anybody other else's show. Uh, I'm not trying to, you know, screw anybody over. I just just me talking to, to guests or to myself. And, you know, we we just ha- have fun with it. You know, I uh, try to make it my own. I, I try to come up with, uh, you know, we did beer reviews for a long time, which is really fun. Uh, you know, get some craft beers and and review those. And that was fun and stuff. But yeah, man, I don't really know where I'm going with it right now. I'm just kind of letting it happen. You know, there's, right. uh, but I, how I see it is, is, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. You know what I mean? I try not to put anybody down or uh, there's a lot of infighting in the community. And I, I try to just, you know, if someone gets pissed off at someone else and, and they don't want me to talk to, unless you do something to me personally, we're, we're going to be fine. You know, we'll, we'll be cool. And uh, I, I want everybody to be successful. When I, when I see shows like yours that are just absolutely killing it, it makes me so happy. And um, you know, I, I, <laughs> I wish I was killing it. <laughs> you're killing it more than me. you know what I mean? So I, I tried and I, dude, I struggle with this so much. I, I look at people's numbers and I'm like, man, I suck. You know what I mean? Like comparing yourself is, is the worst thing you can do. And so I, I, and I, anytime I give advice on a podcast, I'm usually giving it to myself. So, so don't take it as uh, listeners out there. Don't take it as me telling you what, what to do or what to think. I'm, I'm talking to myself here. Um, (laughs) don't, uh, compare yourself to yourself. Don't, uh, don't worry about anybody else. Uh, try to focus on, on, improving on what, what you were yesterday. And, and it's hard, it's hard to, to maintain that focus. And it's also hard to outdo yourself. So, uh, that's just what I try to do. And, um, you know, I appreciate opportunities like this to come on and, and just chat it up. And it's hard talking about yourself. I, I did a show last week, some on, uh, I was a guest on, on, uh, uh, one thumb L's show. Who's, a, who's great. Uh, she's, oh, I'm going to have her on my show. Oh, she's fantastic, dude. She's, she's, she's great. She's awesome. But she just started her podcast called Speed Bumps. And uh, she asked me uh, at the very beginning, she's like, name, list two things that you like about yourself. And I was like, God damn, like it was the <laughs> hardest question. You know what I mean? It's easy to talk shit about yourself. And I like this hat. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, uh, I, 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 I work hard. I, I was just like, God damn it. You fucked me up. Um, but it, that's it's really hard. And, and it's something I, I want to work on. But um, but yeah, man, I, I, I'm on a journey, uh, on my own and, uh, it's great to have compatriots like you and, and others out there to kind of go through this with like, there's no one else in really in my life, uh, in, in real life, as they say that I can talk to this stuff about because right. either they're not interested. I, I come off too, too crazy. You know what I mean? Like it was funny. I asked my fiance last night cause I was, I listened to no agenda uh, podcast, which is a, a great show, the, probably my favorite. 
And um, I play it on speaker when we're like getting ready in the mornings or going to bed at night or whatever. And so she'll listen to it inadvertently and then she'll start like making comments about it. Like, oh, that what? I didn't know that. Or, or no, that's not true or whatever. And they were talking about like QAnon or something like that. And, and I asked her, I said, babe, do you do you know what QAnon is? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, well, what is it? She's like, I, I know what it is, but I couldn't describe it to you. And I was like, OK, so you don't know what it is. You right. know what I mean? So but that's my point is like it's hard to find uh, people to talk about these subjects subjects with, which is why I started the podcast, because I was like, man, if I don't start talking about this stuff, I'm, people are going to think I'm absolutely crazy. And I'm just going to go off the deep end, you know, with this stuff. So I just try to have fun with it. I'm not a huge researcher. I, I listen to other people to get research in, you know, pretty much everything I, I talk, told you about the monkeypox tonight came from uh, quick tw- Twitter searches memes and other podcasts you know what i mean i i I am the purveyor of the information and i dumb it down so that my mom can understand it no offense mom but (laughs) i try to not that she's dumb but i just try to put it in terms that she would would listen to and understand so that's try to kind of my approach to things but uh and i've been rambling on about myself too long so (laughs) that's about it i i kind of do the same thing because my dad listens as as well and you know He's like, you know, a lot of the stuff you send me just goes right over my head. I'm like, well, on my next show, I'll try to explain it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. a lot of times I, do, I can't explain some of the things that, that I discover and, you know, get into. So I'm, I'm, I'm like a great listener, but I'm not a very good conveyor of that information. Like, you know, I can skim the top off of what I come across and I'm a great writer. I can write like crazy and do a lot of research and back it up with citations and facts. But when it comes to talking about some of this information that I know, like it, it's hard for me to like put it out there because then I, I, I'm, I'm a little too self-conscious about talking mm-hmm. about that stuff. Yeah. And it gets, it gets a little technical, you know, like some of the shows that I listen to, I mean, they can just dump all kinds of information and I'm like, well, I wish I could speak that way. <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, well, some, some people, it just, that's, that's how they operate. You know, I, I, uh, it's, I've tried to do solo shows like without a guest, just me live streaming. That's a train wreck. Don't I do. I do not recommend that. I I'm terrible at it. I'm usually pretty tipsy and I don't know where I'm going. Cause I just hop on and I start talking. I have no plan, no clips, no uh, materials to source from. And, and that's bad. But, but my, I guess where my, my strength is, is maybe where we differ is, I can talk to anybody about anything like that's just I, I've always been that way, regardless of the subject. I can talk. Uh, I can play devil's advocate. I can argue. I can, um, you know, see both sides. I can ask questions that that's kind of where, where my my forte is. And that's what I enjoy doing, because you never know where it's going to lead you and you never know what kind of uh, things you might learn or questions you might end up discovering. Because when you when you talk about something and you can't quite explain it correctly or accurately, then you really know what you uh, what you know and what you don't know. And then you can kind of right. either base future conversations off that or you can k- take some time and, and do some research. And there are certain topics that I'll, I'll flat out say, I, I can't speak on that. I really don't know, yeah. uh, particularly when it comes to issues of uh, of race or um uh, you know, or even just some, some deeper topics that, that some people get into. Uh, and I, I, like you do, I envy those people who can just do the research, spend the time and, and break stuff down. But Hey man, that's what podcasts are for. I can listen to their breakdown 
yep. and uh, you know trust but verify as they say and and then go go rock it from there i'm not stealing anyone's content i'm not doing any of that i just you know i i i, I form my own opinions about things uh based on what i hear and you know if i don't agree with something that's okay but i'm not gonna you know uh, and i'm a busy i'm busy you know what i mean i i work full time and i i got a fiance to tend to and and dogs and stuff so you know i, I wish i had more time <laughs> to research but you know i uh i don't so and i'm in bed by like you know 9 nine thirty. so uh i'm on that old man yeah, schedule yeah. so uh but but yeah man it's uh it, it's fun and that's what's great about this community is there's so many uh people who approach things different ways that you can kind of get everything you need if you if you listen to the to the to the right shows so um but yeah. and, and another thing too is if you can explain some something to somebody then you know it you know what i mean it's like those old assignments you did in school like okay you read this and then tell the class about it right because teaching is the greatest way to teach yourself you know if you can teach somebody else something then you that and then you, you really know it right right so I don't know. Yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that you go to bed early. I, I have a because I get up at freaking five thirty in the morning. So Same I'm yeah. I'm at, I'm in bed by nine o'clock, nine thirty, some ten o'clock at the latest. You know, and I hear hear this chime from my freaking phone. You're like, oh, if you want to get eight hours of sleep, you need to be in bed right now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I have to do that too, man. It's just uh. uh for my college day, I could get four hours of sleep and be rocking all day. You know what I mean? Just chug coffee and, and, and stimulants and stuff and be fine. But I just can't do that now. I just can't do it. Um, I got to go to bed and, you know, I think six hours is good. Six hours is, is a good sweet spot. But what I've really learned when it comes to that is just the, the sleep cycle. If you wake up at the end of a cycle, it doesn't matter how much sleep you got. You're going to feel good. You know what I mean? If you wake yeah. up in the middle of a cycle, you're going to feel like shit all morning. Yeah. And and there are some people I just can never interview because they're up so late. You know, like Mark, <laughs> Mark from from my, my family thinks I'm crazy. Like, I really want to have him on, but he's up so late that. Uh... <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. He's a he's on like a full time podcaster uh, schedule. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, it, it's really hard to I, I've struggled with that, too, with him. He's been on my show several times, but it's always like nine o'clock my time 10 o'clock his time he also does multiple shows a day um oh, but yeah, well and some people like uh i don't know if you've talked to a a guy named general general lee from subconscious realms he's in the uk and he's up late his time so it's like impossible to get a show scheduled with him because you know it's just like it's like one in the morning for him uh but it, it, it then he but i, I i'm just saying it was, i've the biggest issue I've had with with podcasting is scheduling because time zones are a bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, it's like I have this bonus show I do with a guy named Shane from Inquiries of Our Reality. He he just started his show like a month or two ago. And we do a little bonus show together where we co-host. It's called Big Dumb Inquiries. It's on both of our feeds. Little plug there. And, uh, and he talks to me as if we're in the same time zone. So he's like, hey, you want to do it at like six o'clock? I'm like... <laughs> Okay, well, six o'clock when you have to so translate I it, it. I make it a point to when I talk to him about times, I put both of our time zones in. I'm like, okay, six thirty, uh, you know, central, seven thirty Eastern. You know, like I even though it's only an hour, that makes a huge difference. You know, when it comes to scheduling, it's a bitch, dude. Um, yeah. 
it's almost as if we need some sort of like one world, uh, not government, but like some one world time or, or, or I'm just kidding. I don't want that, but, uh, it is kind of ridiculous. Time zones are just, are silly to me. Yeah. I I've actually in this past month, I've had to reschedule several shows. So it's been difficult just, just to do one show this month, this whole month. And you're the first one. And, you know, I was supposed to have a show with, uh, L Ellie and, uh, that, that got rescheduled, but, uh, yeah, I'm just like, I'm not on any kind of fixed schedule. So it's, it's okay. Oh, that's, that's good though. I, I, you know, do you, uh, do you work from home or, uh, you know, what, what's your, what's your kind of, your kind of gig? What do you, what are you doing? I'm actually a high school teacher. <laughs> oh, that's right. We had talked about this. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you're off at, you know, four thirty, five yeah. o'clock at the latest. Yeah. So that me too, I, I get off at four thirty-five every day. And so it's pretty easy to stay consistent, but, but yeah, man, it's, uh, some people, man, they're like, I'm, I'm working the night shift and it's like, okay, I can't exactly do a show at eight in the morning. So, uh, <laughs> But that's dude. Okay. Well, let me ask you about this. I'm sure you've talked about it on your show. How, how are, how are the, the Dallas uh, high schools doing right now with everything going on as far as, you know, the, the wokeness, you know, like, are you, when you, when you have a student come in on the first day of the class, do you get to assign their genders to them? Oh, you know, God. how does this work? <laughs> you know, that stuff just drives me insane. Um, we do have a counselor that they, she kind of pushes that whole agenda of like, you know, the, the the trans, like, you know, every it's as if we have a whole population that we need to be aware of that we need to be mindful about, you know, not saying the, the incorrect pronouns and, you know, you can't say he or she unless they identify as that first. So, you know, we just, say first names you know and dude the the it, it's it's ridiculous how much we have to self-censor especially because well i think this is not just in education but i think it's on a corporate level too it's it's anywhere nowadays i mean i have i have students because I, I work in in college i'm not a teacher but i'm just kind of like a support staff and uh, i have students that just will make up names like and not tell anybody they won't tell anybody and so you know they'll i'll i'll call them by the name that I know them as and they won't answer. And then someone else will have to tell me, no, that's not their name. I'm like, well, what the fuck? At a certain and or, or their pronouns are different. They're, they're, they, them when they don't make any effort to, uh, you know, it's almost as if they want me to put in all the effort to, uh, you know, justify how they identify when really, if you really want to identify as something different than what you are giant, sign you know yeah what i mean i'm put, dog star you do know? the do the work you know what i mean i just actually i just interviewed a, a trans uh man um uh, a couple weeks last week on my show and it just came julian. out this, julian yeah great great guy i mean i was and i told him when you know when i was worried when we were going to do the show like i was worried that i was going to miss ginger or whatever but as soon as i heard his voice i was like oh this is a dude and, and julian even says he said Listen here, motherfuckers, with his Tennessee twang, yeah, uh, you know, deep Southern accent. He was like, listen here, motherfuckers. I put in the time. I put in the work. I spent that motherfucking money to uh, so that there's no question in your mind or my mind that I'm a man. And he said it, it, it's a, the biggest insult to the, the trans community 
when you know people just all you know say they're they them because one day they feel like more of a boy or one day they feel more like more of a girl and it's like no motherfucker you are or you aren't there has to you can't and he he agreed with me saying like you know it, it's at a certain point it's me doing all the work for, for you when really you need to do the work for yourself and then i will go along with that uh, because you can't expect it, it it's just ridiculous dude and I like, I like, I'm not hateful or, or, you know, dis, disdain towards these, these people who have issues clearly, but it's yeah, like, yeah. if you really want to do it, put in the fucking work. You know I mean? I put in work to look like a straight white male, you know, it's not a lot of work, but I, I do the work. There's no question. You know what I mean? I don't have to, uh, everyone in my, my work has their pronouns in their emails, dude. And it's like, you are a old white man with a beard. I know what your pronouns are. You know what I mean? But I actually just ran into something recently with uh, with some outside outside company uh, where they, you know, they're sending us emails. And uh, it was a, a man's name on the email with with she, her. It was kind of a, a ambiguous name, let's say that, with she, her pronouns. And so when I asked somebody who this person was, I said, oh, is it the is it the tall redhead? And they're like, no, it's the guy with it's it's no, they didn't say guy. They said it's the 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 one with with the beard. And I was like, mm. oh, that's the she, her. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not playing along with that. You know what I mean? It's literally a full grown man wearing normal clothes, everything with with a man's name wants to be called she, her. And I was like, I refuse to do that. I'm sorry. Like, it's no nothing personal, but it's like, I'm not going to do that. You know, it's just ridiculous, man. And I told I told my boss, I said, I'm going to start making up names. I gonna have a new name every week and I'm not going to tell anybody. <laughs> I'm not going to answer to anybody and you'll, you'll do it with me. We'll each come up with uh, new names every week that only you and I know. Right. So we'll yeah. give each other nicknames or whatever. And then uh, we, that we'll just go about our lives like that because that at a certain point, that's what it becomes. And um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I hate to sound like a bigot, but you know, at a certain point, it's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Okay. What game are we playing here? You know, this is just, this is, this is crazy town. You know what I mean? This is crazy right. town, you know? And, uh, man it's just like it's when it's like gaslighting right it's like uh joe biden didn't say that there was only one negro who played in baseball it's like no we heard that you know what i mean or or whatever that you know he didn't say the n-word a hundred times while he was a senator you know what i mean we i heard him say it i watched him with my own eyes say it like the gaslighting is ridiculous and it just it's to make you feel like a crazy person for witnessing things with your own eyes that don't make sense you know what i mean oh it's constant it's constant dude oh my god and they think we're so dumb i mean even (sighs) during the pandemic i mean they were just like week after week they were changing the symptoms they were changing like what we can't can and can't do whether the masks work whether they don't you know it's it's just mind-boggling how how stupid everybody is and doesn't see that they're just and they just go with it. It's like, oh, well, th- that's not what they said last week. So we got to follow what they said this week, you know, and it, it just gets out of control. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's that kind of mob mentality that, you know, we just got to try to fight however we can. I don't know what the what the best way is that, you know, I it's funny. I think uh, I, I try to give credit where credit's due. I think Jack Posobiec, say what you will about the guy. He, he does have a good uh, source of memes wherever they come from. Uh, and he, it, I think I saw that it was like, you know, the new form of, rebe- of rebellion is to just get married and have kids. 
You know what I mean? That's like the ultimate rebellion nowadays. And I'm like, so that's what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, trying to get married and start a family. Just even if, whether I'm ready or not, it's like, fuck dude, I got to do something to, to stop these, uh, the, the onslaught against, you know, just what I would consider normal people. You know what I mean? Everyday, everyday people, like how I grew up, how my family grew up. It's, you know, and I'm not, it's not like I'm being hateful in the process. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to tear anyone else down, but it's like, Hey, leave me alone. Let me, let me do my thing. You do your thing. And if you're not an asshole, we're cool. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. My, my wife and I, we were coming up on our fourth anniversary. So congratulations. Thank thank you. Yeah. Come uh, July. I mean, it'll be four years. I can't believe it's been four years. I mean, shit. I mean, it's gonna, I think we're on our 10th year coming up. 10, 10 years almost the next year would be 10 years 10 years together yeah and uh um, four years married <clears throat> yeah four years married yeah it's funny because we um we she got laid off from her job like a week after the the lockdowns happened and then i was like all right well let's move to texas and two weeks later we got our pod and had that shipped here and we we're freaking here but with this whole pandemic that there's no way we would consider having kids living in, you know, on the grid, living in Dallas, living in any kind of metropolis where there was like a mass population because it, we just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I mean, we're already foreseeing there's going to be another lockdown. Yeah. And I, I don't want to have to worry about, you know, pulling my kids out for homeschooling and then worrying about well now that we're all forced to take whatever they're going to force us to take you know i mean we're going to be in a position where you know it's bad enough that we have to worry about feeding ourselves and then having to feed another a third mouth so well i get that i i get that 100 percent. but i i think and i'm not uh criticizing your decisions but in the same way that's kind of how these kind of ultra progressive leftists see uh, having children is like, well, it's just going to the worst thing. I remember growing up in, in high school and college, seeing this propaganda, it was like the worst thing you can do for the climate is to have a kid. You know, that's the yeah. ultimate carbon footprint. And, uh, you know, or or, uh, you know, we're all going to be dead in eight years. So what's the point of having a kid? They're, they're just going to die in, in 12 or 10, whatever, however long, you know, um, and and, you know, and people have said this for forever, you know, the world is so messed up. I just couldn't bring a life to it. And, um, you know, I felt that way for a long time. And, um, you know, it, 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 that kind of thinking, I guess that kind of, it's almost like a fear-based kind of, kind of mindset where it's like, it, that stops you from perhaps doing maybe what you wanted to do. I, I do, I, I struggle with it all the time, whether it comes to like starting a business or, you know, yeah, getting sure. married in the first place, like all these things, like th- during the last two years, I was like, I- it really stalled me on doing a lot of the things I wanted to do, like, like doing a podcast. Like I, I wanted to do it months before I actually did it. Um, be- but I was scared that, oh, you know, times, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, no one knows what's going to happen in the, in the future, you know? And so, and I, like I said earlier, I'm giving advice, but it's for me. <laughs> it's yeah. take it if you want, but it's, it's me giving myself advice. Um, you know, you can't let that stuff uh, hold you back from doing what you want to do. If you, you know, you want to get a new job, go do it. If you want to start a new business, go do it. If you want to, whatever it is, there's uh, living in that kind of, oh, I don't know if this is going to happen or I'm worried about this. 
I mean, I get it. Trust me. I get it. I just bought, you know, months of survival food out of fear. It was a fear-based decision, you know? Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, to each their own, I guess, but, um, it is, it, the world's always been scary. You know what I mean? I'm only 25, but you know, I always remind myself, you know, we didn't start the fire, you know, it's always been burdened. So just keep, keep, keep trucking along, man. You know, our parents growing up thought they were going to get nuked by the Russians and, you know, uh, the, our parents before them thought the Nazis were going to kill everybody. And before them where they're all going to starve to death. And I mean, it's just never ending. There's always something, right? So, um, yeah, the fear-based mind control has been around forever. I yeah. Mean, if you look at history, I mean, it's just been constant. And we don't know how much of the history is like actually true. I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, they're, they're constantly altering history. We're, we're seeing the alteration of real-time history. Oh my god! Yeah, it's, it's happening it's right now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's an interesting topic too. Is history? You know, it's mm-hmm. uh. The internet has been a blessing and a curse uh, where, uh, you know, there's we're, we're kind of discovering things. OK, maybe this happened. Maybe this didn't happen this way. Um, there's some really big things that you can't talk about, even though there might be evidence that they did or did not happen. Um, there's there's all kinds of things. So, yeah, um, it, it's really kind of. Uh, yeah, history is an interesting one, and, and I like how you said we're we're experiencing it real time. Like my in my lifetime, I've lived through uh, countless historical events. Right, you know, nine. Uh, I was a a baby during the whole Clinton impeachment, Monica Lewinsky, everything, and then when I was very young, nine eleven, two thousand eight recession, um, and then you know, Donald Trump, <laughs> Obama even, and then Donald Trump, and then, you know, a now pandemic and, and maybe now an, another pandemic. I mean, it, it, it's, it's just crazy, dude. And it's, uh, it, it's very kind of discouraging at times, but it's like, you just got to power through and, and keep going. Yeah. You know, my wife and I, we, we talk about kids all the time and, you know, we kind of, you know, we're like, well, what are we going to do? You know, and it's like, we get our biological clocks are ticking. And, you know, so I mean, I guess, you know, it's just like when I started the podcast, I mean, I was very nervous about starting a whole conspiracy and talking about truth when, when all I did for the last 10 years was just talk to music artists. And it wasn't even like half of what my interests were. Like, I loved listening to like, you know, Art Bell and, and, and uh you know all all these like shows that i grew up listening to and you know uh, like donna mike and jim rome and howard stern and you know george nori and and dave knapp and you know so many stuff so much stuff that really influenced me that i got a lot of information from and that inspired me but i was doing the complete opposite and just like sticking to music because i felt like it was safe you know Yeah. Yeah. and it was it was fun and i was in la and you know, that I felt like I was going to be judged if I was to go the other direction. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, I, I remember the first time we met on Monday Night Masturbator. Shout out to uh, Matt from The Great Deception and, and Ryan from uh, Dangerous World Podcast. I, I love what they do on, on Monday nights. But um, you, you had said that you were kind of new to this whole waking up thing. Like it, it was a fairly recent process for you. And yeah, I mean, you've really embraced it and, and you do a good job. And, um, 
it, it, it's, it's not easy and it's not comfortable and it's not fun all the time. And, and people are going to call you crazy and, and kind of look at you differently. And even like your close family and friends might do that as well. But, um, you know, I, I applaud you for, for taking that step and, and kind of embracing, embracing it. And I've always been crazy. I've always been a weirdo. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I've always, I, I stopped giving a fuck about what people think a long time ago to, to the, a large extent. I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect by any means when it comes to that, but to a large extent, I stopped giving a fuck a long time ago. Like I, I was a kid who wore a fucking suit to, to middle school. Like I was like, this is cool. I look good in a fucking suit. And I wore, you know, I, I was just ridiculous, but that's funny. Um, I, I, I don't know if we talked about this on Monday night master debaters, but you know, I was a little too young for art bell uh, when, when he was doing uh, you know, rest in peace when he was doing his show and I wasn't into this stuff at all by any means around then. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah. I'd heard of coast to coast and things like that, but I, I didn't know what it was. And then actually recently I, um, uh, one of my favorite podcasts that I listened to, uh, OBDM, our big dumb mouths. Um, they, they put out on their Patreon, uh, old Art bell episodes. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Like from 1996, like the year I was born, wow. I was like, man, it's crazy to hear because he would talk about news and conspiracies and stuff. It's like, man, it's crazy to hear what people thought about at this time. And like, I love the call-ins and stuff. And so now I've actually found a few podcast feeds that release old Art Bell episodes. And man, it's it's fantastic. Like, I, I feel cool. like I'm learning so much and really getting a perspective that I didn't have before because I was just, I wasn't aware at the time. I was too young. Um, it was really interesting to listen to the 9-11 episode you know, that night of nine 11, uh, the art bell show, it was just, it was crazy. Like, you know, they instantly knew that it was Osama bin Laden, you know, it, it, it just, it's crazy the, the, how far we've come yet, how, uh, not so different people's thought processes are when it comes, you know, cause even then people are calling in on Art bell saying, Oh, the new world order's coming, you know, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. And, you know, we've really, some of that's come true, you know, a lot yeah. of it has. Yeah, we're definitely on the 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 timeline that they we they've been predicting. Like, mm -hmm. you know, as soon as 2020 happened, I mean, because I started listening to all this like conspiracy like videos, and you know, the I I discovered, um, you know, all the 9/11 stuff like back around 2008. Yeah, and, with like uh, in plain sight and zeitgeist and things like that. Yeah, yeah, and because I, I I was working from home while I was going to school and, you know, and so I was doing like medical transcription and then I was watching documentaries like nonstop and cause I, I was home alone and, and had nothing else to do. So it, it was just great information. And I, I had discovered in our, my philosophy class about Edward Bernays and I just started looking him up and I was like, Holy shit, we're just under a mind spell ever since the, the late 1920s. And yeah. all through through him and, you know, Tavistock, I learned about Tavistock and, and you know, the, the University of Frankfurt and how, I mean, this is all recent information, like, and, but putting that all together and just, just realizing that everything that we're seeing on television, it's just propaganda and mind control. Mm -hmm. So, it, well, and even, dude, remember even six years ago, the good old days of YouTube? When it actually showed you things that you wanted to see or that you were yeah. actually interested in. I mean, man, 
the things you could learn on YouTube. Like I was like the wild west, dude, like full length documentaries. You click on one video and then while you're watching it, you have suggestions on the side. They don't do that anymore. You know, like right. here you might like this and it's actually related or it goes or it's, you know, connected in some way. So you just go down rabbit holes and rabbit holes and rabbit holes. And man, that was those were good times. You know what I mean? That's, and that's hard yeah. to do now. It's, it's really hard to do. You type in anything on YouTube. The first three pages of results are going to be Fox news, CNN, MSNBC, all this stuff talking about the generic, generically, whatever topic it is you, right. you want to find. And man, it's just, it's, it's really sad. Not that there's not other channels and outlets out there. Like, like Rockfin is great. Um, and, and Odyssey and things like that. But man, you know, when you want to look up a video, you go to YouTube. That's just what you do. Right. You know what I mean? And oh, man, it, it, it sucks. They're really, I, I have a feeling and I, tell me if you, how you feel about this as well. I feel like they're, we're coming to a head, man. And they were saying this in the nineties on our bell, we're coming to a head. But uh, the one thing that was true, I think about listening to, to back to old, older shows is, you know, this period of acceleration that we're in. It started in, I don't know, I want to say the 80s, mm -hmm. mid 90s. And then we've just been going faster and faster and faster. I mean, it's it something's got to give, man. Something's got to give. You know, yeah, we're on yeah. the brink of economic collapse, global food shortages, uh, energy short, you know, crises, all these things. Man, what's got to give? What do you what do you think? Well, you know, they've been giving us clues since the 80s. Like, it's not like they haven't been telling us the truth about what their plan is. I mean, you, you look at the, the the TV show called V, I mean, like 1984, like, you know, all, all of this, like, like, like They Live, that was another show that, that came out in the 80s, early 90s, and, and that was revealed that the, a lot of stuff. Was it the movie with the Roddy Piper? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just watched that like a, like a few months ago for the first time. It was Same a great, here. it was fantastic. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, I even had it on my voodoo list you know, for, for months, like years, actually. And then never, I didn't realize it was on there and I never got around to watching it until recently. I was like, holy shit, I had this, this, this whole time. Dude, my favorite part was the, the 30, 20 to 30 minute fight scene with just two guys punching the fuck out of each other for 20. I was like, that was frustrating. Oh, no, I was like, but I was, it was impressive. I was like, this is fantastic. I mean, yeah. as, a, as someone who I, I was an actor and I, I understand fight choreography and things like this is impressive. They, whoever choreographed this thing was just, I mean, had a heyday, but you're right. The, the point of the movie obviously was, yes, there's, there's something. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. You'll understand. But yeah, um, but yeah man uh so so continue but i didn't mean to cut you off about what you know kind of what the what what's got to give the information that they were putting out back then yeah i mean i just you know even even like recent like like space force that they put in all these tells like that that reveal that what nasa is doing and what spacex is doing is just total bullshit and you know like like they have this like whole lunar landing site in, in the desert and it's supposed to be like a mockery of like, you know, this is what life is going to be like when we're on, on the moon. And like, <laughs> even they don't even believe it. And the, the people that they work with, they're like, is this for real? You know, and it's it, the people who work for, for, for the, you know, space force don't even know what, 
what's going on because everything's so compartmentalized that nobody knows anything. And I'm like, I'm pretty certain that the generals don't know what the hell's going on either. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was that? That's an interesting point you bring up because this just came up on the, that recent UFO hearing in Congress or was it the Senate that, that yeah. happened like last Tuesday or something? Yeah. Uh, that came up this, there's this report that I think this Admiral, I can't remember his name. And, and like I said, I, I'm not a researcher. I just remember things that I hear. Um, this Admiral uh, years ago uh, tried to get some information on some, some, uh, you know, paranormal phenomenon that he was experiencing while he was out at sea. Right. I assume UAPs, underwater craft, things like that. Yeah. And, He's an admiral, like highest rank you can get in the Navy, right? And he went, and I think he was on the Joint Chiefs of Staff or something. Like he was high up there. And I'm sure people listening can look this guy up and, and find out his name. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that right now. Um, and he was like, he went to these people who were running these these programs and he was like, hey, uh, what's going on? And they were like lower ranked than him, you know, just working at these facilities or whatever. And they were like, you don't need to know. You're, you don't need to know. And he's like, are you? Are you fucking kidding me? I, I see this shit all the time. I'm an admiral. I outrank you. And they're like, sorry, bud. And so he wrote a wow. report. It's a famous report that the name of the report is whatever his name was and report. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I sound like a retard. Oh, wow. But, uh, he wrote a have to Google admirals yeah. says. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but so they brought this up in this hearing. They one of the, the senators or whatever was like, I'd like to enter this report into the record. Basically, it was a report of him, this admiral, trying to get this information, you know, some some details on what was going on. And basically, the, the report was him detailing this process and then basically getting told to fuck off by lower ranking individuals or, or bureaucrats or whoever uh, wow. saying, like, you don't need to know this shit. I mean, and so that's the thing, like presidents don't know. I mean, they pull strings of of other things, but it's like. The military industrial complex, the private sector, and the fucking banks are running everything, dude. It, it literally, oh, yeah. generals, presidents, whatever, they have zero power when it comes to uh, accessing information of what's really going on. Uh, because, you know, you assume that with all the disclosure, quote unquote, that's been happening in regards to this topic, that what's it's been nothing. Like, they're like, yeah, yeah it's real. We don't know what it is. Uh, I call bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I call bullshit. You got to know what it is. You know what I mean? And so someone knows what it is, but you know, the, the, the public disclosure is just, is, uh, is lacking as I, I as I would say, but yeah. uh, you know, they're going to just keep leaking us out, leaking stuff out or, you know, dripping stuff here and there. And it's like, well, fuck, you know, what's the point? Well, it just kind of makes us people like you and me who would be interested uninterested it's like well fuck we we knew all this already you know what i mean so yeah, I, I think they just do that intentionally just to get the attention of whoever's watching at the moment and then never accomplishing anything because the, the you know it's just like you know us going to the moon or going to outer space and creating this like whole you know like space station where you know civilians can pay millions of dollars to go sit up in space for you know 20 minutes and then come back down or, you know, and they always push it off another two years and another two years. And then another administration, well, well we cut funding on that. I mean, just, just, I think it was just recently that uh, one of the astronauts had, had 
experience water inside their their helmet. Yeah. So now they they've halted the the whole space spacewalk. spacewalks. Yeah, because they're in a tank. They're in a water tank. Right. A, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I heard about that actually. That that's that's pretty funny. You brought that up. Um, but it, I, you made a good point. You know. Oh, two more years. Oh, two more years. Oh, two more years. Who who has been notorious at doing that besides the U.S. government? Elon Musk. Yeah. He said in 2015, we'll be on Mars in five years. We'll be we'll have humans on Mars in five years. We're gonna do this. We're and they keep getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Yeah. And it's just it's just to keep that money coming in. You know. Oh, we're two more years away. We just need a little more funding. You know what I mean? And th- that applies to everything, dude. Just two more years. It's fucking. Oh, two more years to change the the political system. Two more years to, you know, fix the economy or whatever. It's it's all just to keep it keep us on that leash, dude. Because, hey, I, I'm guilty of it too. I buy right into it most of the time, and I'm like, okay, cool, you know. But shit, man, it's bullshit. I call bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's know. just a money program. It's just to create jobs. It's to get you know people to the the children to dream and and you know, get into the whole education system and, you know, spend $300,000 on an education so they can, you know, make believe that they're in this program that's helping us, us reach space. And, you know, and it, it's just, it's, it, it's all a, a, a psyop to just to take more money. Yeah. You know? well, and I think if you, you know, what is it? Uh, the uh, ra- uh, Occam's razor, you know, the, the simplest answer is often the, the, the correct one, you know, mm-hmm. and if you just follow the money, you'll, you'll learn a lot. But hey, I wanted to ask you, uh, I don't know how long you wanted to go. I wanted to ask you, though, before we before you uh, wrap it up, what are what's like your maybe maybe top one, two or three kind of conspiracies that you are like into, you know, what I mean, like really into like, are you a flat earth or are you into like hollow earth or like big like. I'm just curious. I always want to know kind of what people's bag is. You know what I mean? What are they into? You know what I mean? Um, you know what? The when right right before the the pandemic, and I started seeing about the whole Wuhan stuff, um, all this like flat Earth started to like pop up. And you know, I had met an a, an astro aeronautical engineer that worked for JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, and he we witnessed the. The Falcon 9 scraping across the 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 dome or firmament, whatever <laughs> yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. And, and right away I said, is that aliens? Because I it was, you know, I just figured he would know because he works for NASA. He was like, oh no, we, we hit the firmament. And I was like, what? What did you just say? Wait, the, the aeronautical engineer told you he hit yes. the firmament. Yes. And he's he's like, Yeah, that's real. That's a real thing. I was like, I, and I go, like, as in the Bible. And so he's like, yes, that, that, that's a real thing. We, we've never been to space. And I was like, what the fuck? You're, you're, you work for NASA. He's like, yeah, I've been here for 20 years. I've never seen any evidence that we've ever gone to space. Okay. Uh, have you had this guy on your show? No. And I, I wish I would have done a screenshot because I was doing Uber at the time and I was taking him to the airport from past, uh, from the, the JPL, um, um, Jet propulsion lab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we talked for a good hour and a half and he was just laying it all out. He was talking about how like the, the global warming's a hoax that it's, it's all 
political. It's just propaganda. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy who's worked for NASA all these years, he, he's realizing that it's all bullshit. He's never seen any evidence. And yeah, I mean, and for a good that was in 2017. It wasn't until the end of 2019 that I started that, you know, I came across Eric Dubay's 200 proofs that the earth is not a spinning globe. And it all came, it started to make sense. And then I, you know, found this like video who I should my, my wife to. It, it's, a, it's a video called The Pillar of um, World Upside Down by the Pillar of Truth. And um, it had like this like biblical perspective. And um, I showed her that because when we were on our way to Dallas, she uh, she watched. I was like, don't, you know, don't try to contact me and do not put stop it and just just watch it from beginning to end. And then she's like, you know, what? it makes perfect sense. And, yeah. you know, and we were on our we were driving through New Mexico and it looked like the moon was just parallel with us. And because we were at, I don't know what elevation was, but it felt like we were really high, like how yeah, high elevation. Yeah. In New Mexico, in the, in the desert, and even here in, in Amarillo, where I'm at, it's, it's considered like the high plains, like the high desert. I think in Amarillo, we're like 35, 4,000, 3,500, 4,000 feet elevation, even though it's completely flat. That's uh, yeah. So um, New Mexico is actually pretty high up on uh, above sea level. Even here in Dallas, uh, I, I was looking it up on uh, AccuWeather, and mm-hmm. it says that... The, the, I was just checking the weather because we're about to get slammed by a storm, and I use AccuWeather. That's crazy. And it, it tells you what the cloud deck is. And here in Dallas, it's 800 feet. And in Los Angeles, it's 4,700 feet, which is why we never experience any lightning storms. But the closer you are to the, to the cloud deck, you're going to have a ton of fucking like, mm-hmm. lightning storms. I just mean, I didn't know that Dallas is notorious for lightning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. then that's another thing that the the the, the aeronautical engineer he he's like you know the, the the sun and the moon aren't as far as what they they tell us. This guy was telling you all this. Yes. Like he's before, like this is before flat Earth was a big thing. All this stuff, and he was basically laying it all out for you. I think that's around the same time that flat right Earth was right becoming popular. There, yeah. 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 Dude, that's so crazy, dude. My my dad was a, a chauffeur and, a, and an Uber driver for for many years, and I, he still is. Dude, the stories he he tells me about people he's picked up, dude. Because at a you know he was doing Uber for a long time, but then he kind of switched to like high end chauffeur, like private jet, you know, picking people up off the runway, off their private jets, dude. Oh my god, dude, the people he's talked to, the movers and shakers, you know, of, yeah. of the world. I mean, most of them are Freemasons, you know. One guy, uh, he picked up this. I'm not trying to derail your story, but I think it's it's relevant. One guy he picked up was uh, he's in the hemp industry, but it's like hemp as for jet fuel. Like he figured out a way to to uh, process hemp plants to create jet fuel that was cleaner, more efficient, all this stuff. And he was like a big big deal. And he's like a 33rd degree mason. He had the ring, you know, that was like a Super Bowl ring with the compass and square and everything. And yeah. My dad, like I said, he's into all this stuff, and he he was a regular client, right? This guy always came to to Dallas whenever he had meetings and stuff, and my dad would drive him around, and uh, you know, he said, "So, I what what's going on?" You know, and and he's they just started talking. The guy was very normal, very open about it, and uh, you know, he said, "I think the guy was like, man, I, there's a lot of history in Dallas," and my dad was like, "Oh, I know what you mean," you know, 
and yeah. uh, they went to the, he said, let's, let's go to the Dealey Plaza, you know, where JFK was, was killed. And he said, uh, so they went, it was like, you know, in between meetings or lunches or whatever. And they just walked around my dad and this, and his client just walked around Dealey Plaza. And, you know, the, the guy was like, uh, so what, Kevin, what do you think happened here? And my dad, we, you know, kind of told him what he thought, you know, multiple shooters, this kind of thing. And, you know, the guy was just kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. not, not disagreeing, you know, yeah. but like, yeah, there's uh, it's not exactly how it went down, but I'm just saying like Uber drivers, dude, you run into some crazy shit as an Uber yeah. driver, you know, you never know who you're picking up. And I, dude, that blows my mind. I can't like, I'm so as earth shattering as that probably was for you. I'm so glad it happened. You know what I mean? And I'm almost jealous, like just to hear, cause that guy could have been bullshitting you. Right. He could have, but right. you picked him up from JPL. Yeah. Yeah. So there, it's hard, hard to say, but man, like that just blows my mind that, 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 that happened. And the timing and, and everything, it's just it's crazy. He said, <laughs> we hit the firmament. We hit the, yeah. fir- Oh my God. What? <laughs> I wish someone would tell me that, you know, to my face. It's, Oh man, that's, that's so, so crazy, dude. I can't, I, and I think you mentioned this before, but I just still can't believe it. It's that's insane, man. That's insane. Well, for two years, I had no one to talk to about it. And I thought, you know, maybe this guy was a freaking lunatic. You know, he could have been some flat earther that was visiting JPL, you know? And so that, that thought occurred to me. And so I never brought it up again. I kept it to myself. I never talked about to it about anybody, not even my wife. And, uh, but you know, there were, there was always been some like stuff, you know, I never believed in the moon, moon landing. I always thought you know, there was just a lot of fishy shit about it. And then, uh, a couple of years before that happened, you know, I was showing the, the Vsauce video of the, you know, the trajectory of the, of the sun and how we, you know, we fly, you know, at 500,000 miles around the sun and, you know, and we're spinning at six, you know, 67,000 miles and we're jettisoning through space at 1.3 million miles an hour. And I'm like, there's no freaking way we can empirically prove this is actually happening. Mm -hmm. happening. Yeah. I mean, it it, it looks cool because we're seeing it on a, on a, on a, you know, CGI scale, you know, and we're, we're making it all like look, but we're the distance of 93, 93 million miles from the sun. And we're, we're showing us the earth going around it. I'm like, there's no freaking way, you know, and we just, you step outside and it looks like we're sitting perfectly, perfectly still. Right. Every year we see the, 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 the stars do the exact same, you know, pattern every year. Yeah. What's interesting is, is lately I've been seeing stars, actually look different every time I go out and I'm sure they're on a cycle that I just don't quite understand. But I think for like, it was like a month ago, almost every night I went out to look, uh, I saw Orion right, you know, right in front of me out my back door. Right. Cause he, mm-hmm. Orion's pretty easy to identify with the three, the three stars. And then, you know, every now and then it would just, you know, on like a Wednesday or something, it would be, wouldn't be there. And I'd go out at the same time. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then, I'd go out the next day. It'd be right there again. I was like, what the, f-? and maybe that's just me not understanding things. I, I get that, but dude, it, it, there is something to it. You know, there's, there's something to the kind of empirical evidence is things that you can see and, and, and understand and prove. Right. Right. So 
you know, you and I have never been to space. We'll never go to space. We've never seen the the sun, the sun how you know to scale or or anything like that. Like you're right. We there's absolutely no empirical evidence for most of the shit that we're taught. Most of it, history included, history. I mean, and and I think the big like when it comes to like science, right? The most important thing that we did learn as as young children of, about science was the scientific process, right? What you know, uh, I think it, I don't even remember it anymore, but it was like question observation hypothesis testing you know uh you know observate you know that that kind of site fuck i sound like a retard this is something you learn in like third grade sounds pretty good to me (laughs) yeah but you know i mean just that process of okay we have a question we want we and then we have a hypothesis and so then we we want to test it and then we observe and then we 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 repeat and you go back and back and back and then you analyze and things like that like that's the most important thing about science right like right is you know it's not definitive it's always changing it's always but not how you know they use it conveniently the science change it's like no you're, you're not approaching it trust correctly. the science trust the science <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's so fucked dude um but you know we and that that's what you and i are doing right is we're, we're observing things uh and we're 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 analyzing we're keeping track like with, with chemtrails this is a big one for me Dude, I, 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 someone finally started a chemtrail tracker app um, that I, I can send you the link for. It's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I, you can take pictures and upload them and, other, and you can look. It's almost like a social network, except there's no information attached, right? There's no name or anything like that. It's just like, here's where I'm at and here's where these chemtrails are. And you re- kind of just report oh, like an update cool. status report. And it's pretty cool to see around the country and around the world what's going on. But I want to uh, kind of figure out, uh, like, I, I, I kind of did this in my head, like, f- for a while, they'd be spraying real heavy at the beginning of the week, right? Like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, real heavy, beautiful, clear mornings around lunchtime. I'd go outside and just see, you know, tic-tac-toe across the sky. Yeah. I'd go back to work. Come back at the end of the day, just a cloud, a, a haze, a gray kind of haze above the sky, right where the sun was. And just, I, I would piss me off every day, right? When I'd see that shit. And then, uh, like almost every Thursday, it would rain. Like they'd spray real heavy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday it would rain. And then they'd take Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Like there were, and so th- I got, I got the chemtrail tracker app that you can report on yourself. And then I got the, uh, like a flight tracker app. Right. And I'm just track. I'm like, okay, well, are there no, you know, when I see them going across the sky, all these trails, I'm like, okay, that's a commercial flight. That's a military flight. Cause I can see it. They're all spraying. Right. But then on certain days, are there no flights across this part of the country? I mean, p- completely blue, clear skies, no flights. Yeah. So I'm like, what, what's going on? Are, do they not come through here? Are there no planes landing here today? I mean, it, it, it just makes no sense. So I, I, I probably, I need to do this and I encourage others to, but just like keep track of that shit, man. You never know. Like it, it, that, that, that's crazy to me, the whole, the whole chemtrail thing. And it, it does sound, it is a crazy concept, but I mean, they've admitted it, you know, just look up stratospheric aerosol injections, you know, mm-hmm. don't look up chemtrails on Google. You won't get the results you want, but if you Google geoengineering uh stratospheric injections you know cloud seeding that you'll get all the scientific data and research you want telling you exactly what they're doing above your head 
Yeah, I, I um, after moving here, I, I did some searching and then just I, I discovered that there's three cloud seeding plants not that far west of Fort Worth. And oh, Dallas is notorious for the chemtrail. Dude, it was bad in Dallas. Dude, y'all are getting hit hard. It started, it started in 1851. What? Yeah. What? And they've been manipulating the weather ever since. In the Dallas area or just in general? Um, I, I only know about Dallas. So in 1851, they since 1851, yeah, they've been eating clouds? There's actual records. So you can look at it. You can, you can research it yourself and find it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're I'm, writing I'm sorry, this I'm writing this down. down. 1851 yeah. cloud seeding Dallas. I'm going to yeah. look at that shit. That's yeah. fucking nuts, dude. That's fucking nuts. I can't. Dude, that's crazy, man. That's yeah. crazy. And well, almost for a long time, Dal- I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but Dallas Fort Worth was like the the gateway to the West, mm-hmm. right? I mean, pre po- and around this that that time of 1800s, like Civil War era. You know, if if you got to Dallas, you were far west. You know, before you got into kind of uncharted territory. You know, yeah. Uh, so that that. I don't know if that has anything to do with it starting that early, but that's that's interesting, dude. I mean, there's patents that go all the way back to 1890 about weather modification. Yeah, yeah. Tesla was involved in that too. Yeah, at that time. I mean, the the the, the patents were just so basic, but they they get more complicated as the years progress, and there's like literally dozens of patents about weather modification. I'm just like, this is incredible. Like they don't even try to hide it. And all you oh. have to do is just be awake and aware of it and just search it and they, they don't hide it. You yeah. Know, it, it's crazy. Like, um, you know, I, I've noticed that the weather, that they strategically place these cloud seeding machines because they go right over New Orleans and they go all the way to Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. So there's this like weather system, this jet stream that just goes right through from here all the way there and th- these cloud forms right just west of of like uh fort worth so it, it's just it's just that's interesting i'm gonna look I, that I up dude that's, don't that's understand because there's like those ground you're talking like a ground-based machine yeah that can produce clouds yeah that's that's it i i i can recall some videos of thing and you know research of them doing that for a long time you, you can kind of I, I vaguely remember that, but, but yeah, man, it's, it's interesting. Like, do they, are they spraying above me to affect something, you know, a hundred miles down range or are I, they spraying above me to fuck me up here right now? Cause like I'm, I'm in West Texas. It's super windy. You know, there's, there's cow shit in the air. There's, it's really dry, you know? Uh, so what are they doing? What is it to affect the, uh, another part of the country i i don't know it's really interesting how that yeah works. i mean a lot of the the videos that i originally saw like back in like 2011 and stuff a lot of those videos are gone like you have to go on bit shoot or rumble to find that stuff and um what they with all the the barium and aluminum and strontium what they're doing is they're weakening the soil so if you're trying to grow anything the trees are weaker like stuff is just bad i mean it affects our lungs like 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 um like my mom she probably got whatever was being sprayed up in northern california and she's been you know it's been 20 years and she's still living with the same ailments and 
you know, they used to call it Valley Fever. And because they didn't know what it was local to the area. Yeah, they called it Valley Fever. And because it it was like a a respiratory infection that nobody knew where it came from, where it originated. It was just, oh, it's just the air quality is bad. You know, that that was the explanation. Well, and it's kind of interesting, too, because even uh, back in back in the day, like, you know, 18, 19th century, uh, 20th century, they would people who got like tuberculosis, they would send them up to the mountains for the clean air. Right. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that had anything to do with it, like just at a higher elevation, you know, that that those heavy I'm not saying this happened back then, but I'm saying like the the heavy kind of particulates in the air kind of sank down into lower areas like the valley, like you said. But maybe that's maybe that's why people who live in the mountains are just, you you know, hardier when it comes to, uh, you know, respiratory health. That's interesting, Uh, partly because of the oxygen. They have to work harder and things like that. But I'm sure there's less shit in the air because they're higher. They're above it all. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. Immediately, I just started thinking of uh, Tombstone and uh, <laughs> Doc Holliday, <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Great, great movie. I think I just watched that pretty recently. Actually, Tombstone. Um, I've been I've been trying to get back into the some of the older movies, some of those westerns. They're just classic, man. They just they feel good. They make you know what's going to happen. You know how it's going to go down. But man, it's just fun to watch. Yeah, it, it's good to watch a good old fashioned gunfight. You know. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Well, sword fights too, man. Those are those are good. But yeah, but yeah. When it comes, dude, the weather. Uh, I, like I said, you know, they were talking about this on the Art Bell show in the '90s. You know, the the weather modification, the the crazy weather events. You know, the hurricanes and the tornadoes and things. And it's it's interesting. The other day, I was like, "Are there tornadoes in Europe?" Like, I've had European. Like, I feel like I was talking to a European one time, and they didn't know what a tornado was. And I, I was talking about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And then I think today or yesterday on Twitter is like Germany experiences super rare tornado. I was like, shit, they do have tornadoes in oh, Europe. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, for a while, it's like, are tornadoes native to the United States? But no, I, that's just me being dumb and not knowing anything. But but yeah, dude, the weather's getting crazy. The economy's crazy. Everything just fucking nuts, dude. And we're just here we are podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Other than snow, they really don't have any like crazy weather like we do here. Like, I, I don't hear of anything. They don't have like, you know. Oh, in Europe? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah Europe. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. It's, it's They don't have tsunamis. They don't have hurricanes or, or tornadoes. They don't have any of that shit. No, no, they don't. And dude, uh, living, you know, I grew up in Dallas and I can count a hand on one hand how many times it snowed in my lifetime growing up there. Uh, but, you know, you, you look at statistics for Texas snowfall and it's like Texas gets quite a bit of snowfall, but it's out here in Amarillo in the panhandle. dude. It snows a bunch up here. I was like, shit, you know, I didn't know that Texas got this much snow, but we're actually pretty far north. So we're actually, you know, you know, pretty close to Colorado. And, you know, it's I thought I was. <laughs> getting away from i went to school up north and in, in, in illinois and it snowed all the time but i thought coming back to texas man i don't have to deal with that shit anymore but nope it, it's here it's here yeah, but yeah. yeah dallas is the thing about dallas is it's humid and there's a lot of concrete so it gets really fucking hot in the summer dude yeah i'm sure it, you've experienced that already I, you know i i feel like i've already gotten used to it like when i visited here in 2016 i i experienced the heat 
here and i was like i don't know how because my, my father-in-law he was just sitting outside it was 7 30 it was already 95 degrees and i'm like how are you sitting out here <laughs> like i feel like i need a pina colada or something yeah. to like <laughs> bring the temperature down <laughs> oh dude it's it's a different kind of heat too like out here in the in west texas it's so dry that a hundred i'll take 110 degrees in the dry heat than 85 in the in the humid dude it's it's so like in dallas dude it feels like you just took a walked out of the shower anytime oh, yeah because wow. of all the lakes yeah the lake oh, dude and there's like one lake out here where i'm at it's there's there's no trees maybe one tiny little lake it's, there's nothing uh but i the heat out here is just different like i can cook out here and, and be fine but in dallas dude it's just like ugh. what well, it, yeah. interesting fact you know there's no almost zero natural lakes in Texas. They're all man-made reservoirs. Did you know that? I wondered about that. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up like a hundred yards from Lake Louisville. Um, that's where I'd go take my dogs and stuff. I lived in the, in the colony and um, uh, yeah, dude, it was just, there's lakes everywhere, but they're all nasty. They're all gross and Brown and, you know, they dry up. I remember just like going through the droughts and, and then the high season, dude. Dallas is is crazy. I'm I'm actually excited to go back in a couple of weeks. I'm gonna probably spend a week and a half out there, uh, for uh, just to visit family and stuff. But we should get together, dude. We should get go grab yeah. a beer or something and uh, and hang out. And uh, I, I know there's a few other podcasters in that area that we're wanting to hang out. Maybe we can maybe we can schedule a little uh, a little meetup or something and and just That'd hang cool. out for a couple hours, dude. Um, when are you gonna be here? Um in like the first week of june first and second week of june i'll okay. be i'll be in the area so right. school will be out and uh we can uh do you work do you work during the summer um i'm not going to work until the end of june okay and it, it's just like a like a short schedule so it's not a big deal i'm going to yeah. be doing like a bunch of shows and i'm going to be that's writing in my book because i'm writing a book oh uh, shit i didn't know you're writing a book that's awesome yeah dude. i actually started it last uh during the winter break and um, I just I've had this like I've been doing a lot of research and just gathering data, but I haven't written anything in, in several months. But um, while my, during my time off, I'm just going to like knock it out. Awesome, dude. What uh, do you mind if I ask, like kind of what 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 what, what it's about? Um, it's it's more about revealing like our hidden history because I'm, I'm just like really digging deep and just Tartaria. Just, right. That because yeah. a lot of our history has just been very well hidden and there's just just this uh conspiracy between all like the robber barons during the industrial age just wanting to change our whole mindset just make us like good workers and so like one of the things is like you know they they you know like the rewriting of the bible and and like stuff like that and and making us believe that we're just jettisoning through infinite space and that god doesn't really it contradicts the bible you know, yeah. at the same yeah. time, you know, and the Dude, Bible I, can be interpreted so many different ways. And, you know, it, it, it reveals that the, the sky is a perfect clock that, you know, that's, it's our time to, to harvest and, and plant and sow and, and it all it, it breaks down the transitions between each part of the year. So if you are not paying attention to the sky clock and you're not paying attention to the Bible, the way that you know, because a lot of a lot of our religions, they they just kind of like they focus on the parables 
they focus on what's happening currently because they're all they're all trained through college. They they all have degrees in theology, and it's all twisted. So you know it, it's the the Jesuit version of how they should teach. Yeah, religion. So it's very skewed, and we're not getting the actual interpretation. So you know, yeah. I, discernment's a big thing in the Bible too. Is even in the Bible, I think I when I when I look at the Bible, I look at the 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 red words, right? The words that Jesus said. And that's what I try to because I, I at least know that that's not fucked with, right? Um because because you can uh, assume that everything else is is at least skewed or or interpreted in some different way. But I think even the Bible, whatever version you read, it it talks about discernment. And it's discernment is something you have to learn. You have to learn how to discern for yourself what these what these stories are, what these interpretations mean, what these lessons uh, are are meant to teach you. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's super important uh, that it, it takes <laughs> failures. It takes uh, uh, falling down to kind of, or, or screw ups to really understand uh, and grow your kind of discernment muscle to kind of flex it to, uh, to know what's going on. But, but dude, I'm super, dude, when you get this book going, let, let me know, dude, I'd love to, uh, I'm not much of a reader, but I will, I will get, buy your book and, and, and check it out. I, I'd love to. Um, but that's fascinating, dude. I, I, I love the fact that you're, you're spending the time to work on something. And, uh, you said you're going to do a lot of shows. My, my goal as well is to, cause I'm getting married in July. So I was going to try to take the whole month of oh, July damn. off. And, uh, so June I'm off work. I'm not working a summer job or anything. I'm just going to try to crank out shows. I'm going to try to do like a live show every day, even if it's just for half hour, an hour or whatever, and just try to crank stuff out so that I can actually feel good about taking the month of July off from everything and focus on getting married. Cause it's a shit show <laughs> and everything's gotten so expensive, dude. Like, Oh yeah. A wedding is one in general. Weddings are expensive. They're not fun to plan. And now with everything going on, like I'm hearing six dollar gas by July, August. I'm like, fuck. I hope people can still make it to the wedding. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I fuck that sucks, dude. Um, but sorry, I didn't mean to make it about me. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm bad at that. <laughs> but uh, your book, dude. That's that's fantastic. And if there's any uh, any help you need as far as you know, perhaps information or uh, people, uh, I can I can try to throw some some things your way or. Uh, anything like that, if you're, I'm sure you've got it covered, but I, I just felt like I had to, uh, well, I'll, I'll probably need help. Um, once it gets, you know, comes out, I want to do, and like I'm not saying I'm tour. the one to help you, but I might know people who can, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, retarded, dude. I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> you know, once the book comes out, I mean, I definitely want to go on a book tour and just get on as many shows as possible. And, yeah. um, you know, just, just okay, Mike, I, think, I don't know if you've talked to him, dude, but yes, he's, he's, he is. Go, I mean, he goes on every podcast with great information too. I mean, I need to have him on again. The first time I had him on, it was, it was not great because we were new podcasters. didn't know how to handle it. And it was just so much information, but now I, I need to go back and, and get him on. But dude, he's, he's, I mean, sold his books through all these podcasts and people love yeah. it. They're great books from what I, what I, like I said, I don't read very well, but, um, but yeah, dude, I keep it. Let me know when you're, do you have like a goal as to when when it's when you want to be done with it? Or are you kind of just letting it happen? I would like to release it in the, uh, like the last two weeks of December, and then be able to do all the shows and and do this whole tour thing. So I really wanted my goal is to like really just get the bulk of it done during the summer. 
and then find a publisher that's willing to, you know, I mean, I, I have a couple of that, that are, that I have in mind and then just, just really go for it. And, you know, yeah, dude. Uh, and audio, are you, are you looking at audiobook as well? I know that's super popular. Um, that's another thing I, I'm planning on doing a documentary that's going to complement the book because oh, there's a lot of visuals, geez. you know, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. You, you're so inspiring <laughs> me right now. I'm like, Oh my God, these people, <laughs> I, like I said earlier in the show, like I look at other people I'm like, man, these guys are working hard. They're doing this stuff and look at me for just fucking around drinking beer on a podcast. But dude, that's fantastic, dude. I, I love that so much, dude. You're, that's that's f- phenomenal. So the 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 documentary is going to come out a lot. Uh, the book, it's, or it's, it's going to come after because it's it's a lot of work to do both. <laughs> oh, I, I can imagine, dude. I can imagine. Jeez. Yeah. I, I bet your your uh, school students are like, are you the crazy teacher at school? Like you just ramble off on lost history and stuff like that in class. Um, you know, I, I make comments and it, it's, it's based on who the student is. Like, I, that's what I have learned as well. Yeah. Cause they come up to me and they're like, okay, I want to write a, uh, a, a, um, you know, a, a paper on flat earth or, and I'm like, bro, you just came to the right person. <laughs> like, you, know, you have students all, asking about flat yes, earth. That's yes. Fantastic. dude. Or you're just like hidden history or like CIA, a lot of conspiracy stuff, which is like awesome. Like, you know, I'll help you out. I'll help provide the links. So I'm like, I already have this stuff saved. So here you go. <laughs> you know? Oh, dude, you're the coolest fucking teacher, yeah. dude. Because this is something I've noticed, too, is like, the, like, so my fiance is a high school teacher as well. And it's almost as if like the, the upcoming generation is a little, they're kind of against kind of this whole woke kind of politically correct thing because they've just dealt with it too long. Yeah. And they're also kind of naturally kind of re- going the opposite way of their, of their parents. Right. Yeah. And so they don't give a fuck. I mean, the high school kids and even, you know, college freshmen that I talked to, yeah, some of them are into it, but a good chunk of them are like, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? And it's kind of reminiscent of my generation. Like we grew up calling each other faggots and retards as like a term of endearment. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, kind of coming back, not in like a bigoted sense. I don't mean that as all at all, but like they, they are respectful in that kind of like they accept everybody, but they don't give a fuck about all that kind of stuff. So that's great to hear that, yeah. you know, you have students that are, are doing that. And I, I feel the same way too. When I talk to my students, um, I, I, yes, I'm in West Texas. It's very conservative area, but I'm in a, a, a liberal arts field, right? Mm-hmm. So the students I deal with, they're very much into this stuff, but every now and then one will kind of be like, yeah, this is all kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. know it, they just go along with it to get the grade and, and get a degree. But, um, and it's all about who you talk to, right? And certain, and I, what I've also found is when you get students or just anybody in a one-on-one conversation, um, they're a lot less susceptible to that kind of group mentality that, that, that group think of, Mm-hmm. I can't say this. I don't want to offend anybody, but one-on-one you really get to kind of see what they're all about. And I have students that are like, you know, nine 11 was an inside job. You know, the, that, you know, Joe Biden, even though I voted for him, he's really no good. He's not going to save us all this <laughs> stuff. It's like, dang, good for you. Like, I'm glad yeah. you're, you're come and you can always come. To, and I, I, what I do is I, I post uh polls outside my office. Right. So I'll put a, a sheet up and it'll be something you know, benign or whatever, like, um, are UFOs real alien craft or are they man-made? Right. And just like put a tally mark and I'll take a poll. 
And then based on that poll, I'll put another poll out the next week. Okay. So if there, if, uh, if UFOs are man-made, uh, you know, what, what likelihood are that, you know, I just kind of base it off that. Right. And so yeah. I'll do silly things like, would you rather get kidnapped by Bigfoot or aliens? <laughs> right. And, you know, most of them said aliens. And then, so it just, it, it's a fun way to kind of, you know, with, with little stuff, just to kind of put it out there, you know, that, that way I'm not getting in trouble by the administration or everything or anything, but right. it's still kind of a fun kind of silly thing to just kind of gauge where people are at. Um, I don't know if you can do that in high school, but it might be kind of like, you know, how teachers do like brain teasers or uh, brainstorming at the beginning of class, like just be like, Hey, write about what you think Bigfoot would be like, just creative thinking type right. thing. That, that's something you could, you could consider. <laughs> You're throwing Bigfoot in there and aliens is kind of like a safe thing, you know, cause you don't want to be too serious where it's like, you know, too conspiratorial where you're just like against complete mainstream. And then it's obvious that you're, Oh shit, this, we should worry about this guy. <laughs> you, know? yeah, you don't yeah. want to set up too many red flags. You yeah. want to have some comedic things in there and questionable things, you know, like Loch Ness and Bigfoot, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how you approach it with anybody really. You know yeah. what I mean? You got to take baby steps. You got to um, gate kind of test the waters a little bit. You can't just hit people with like, you know, adrenochrome and pedophiles and, and, uh, you know, flat earth, you gotta, you gotta baby step it, you know, just go with things they already know, like, or things that you can prove to them very easily, like CIA projects, MK ultra, things like that. Like, Hey, here's some documents, you know what I mean? Here's, here's some proof, uh, things like that. That's, that's a good way to, to approach those things. Yeah. And then that's, that's one of the things that I, I try to instill is that, you know, you may think that, you know, the earth is flat, but you need to back it up with like facts. You know, there's a lot of disinformation out there. Even flat earthers get in, get caught up in this whole rhetoric and stuff you can't prove. And it's there's just a lot of, you know, nonsense out there. And you don't want to look like a crazy flat, flat earth society one, you know, where there you think that there's space and, and it's flat and stuff is falling off, which is just total you know, you want to, you want to distance yourself from that theory because it's all nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, There's ways to do it. There's ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to reveal the mistakes that NASA makes stuff that it's obviously it's a lie, you know, and that's where I kind of focus my attention on is like stuff that we can prove mm-hmm. is fabrication. Well, a, a big one for me uh, in regards to NASA and the moon landings is I, I was in, in college and my professor at the time, because uh, I was in theater, right? So I dealt with lighting and things like that. And mm-hmm. my lighting professor was the one who actually got me onto the whole moon landing being fake thing. And he approached it from a lighting perspective, he says. Because, dude, this guy understands light. Like, I mean, his eyes, like, he sees things that no layman would ever see, right? Just like, it's like, because we work together now and it's like, he just, he, uh, he brings things up like, oh, that, that, that the shade is not right there or, or the texture is not right. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. But he's so sensitive to those things. So he brought up when I was his student that there's a, uh, there's in the, in the moon landing footage, right. That the, sh- the shadows ch- are changing directions on the moon. Like there are yeah, multiple yeah. angles of shadows. And he's like, if there's a singular light source, there should only be one direction of shadows it, that like, to hit, so he, who's not into this kind of stuff at all, was like, 100%, we did not, not land on the moon based on this one fact that 
the lighting is off, right? So something like that can make someone's mind go, oh my God, what? You know, so there, that's a great way to kind of approach things like common sense, right? Okay, you have one light source, but you know, like right in here, I have three lights on me. And so, you know, you can you can kind of tell based on reflection that my glasses and, and the shadows on my face where they're coming from. But if there's one singular light source, you're only going to have one direction of shadow. And yeah. he's like, we didn't land on the moon because of that. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, and I went and looked That's into great. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, um, God, I, I probably could just go on forever and just. Yeah, it's know, coming up on our videos. bedtime here, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't had dinner yet. So, <laughs> oh, dude, go eat. Go eat. Man. I, I, I made sure I had some food before this. So. Uh, yeah, but dude, thank you so much for, for the opportunity to come on and just chit, chit chat it up with you. It was oh, a good sure. time. Uh, I got to get you on my show next and uh, yes. we yes. can continue the conversation, but dude, thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on here and, and uh, yeah, if we def definitely have, you know, another like meetup or, or something, if you're here in Dallas, yeah, uh, I'll hit definitely want to. I'll hit you up uh, uh, before I head out and we can see if you're available or if I can make it happen or whatever. And we'll, we'll make it happen. Nice. If, yeah. So, <laughs> and then uh, I guess just for your listeners, uh, uh, check me out the big dumb podcasts on uh, all podcast platforms and on Instagram, the big dumb underscore podcast. And then I'll send you a, a link with all my links in it. If, uh, if you, if you cool. want. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, I'll put that in the description and uh, that, that way people can find you and subscribe and, you know, all that jazz. Cool. Thank you so much. All right, man. Well, it was great talking with you and uh, you have a great evening and uh, we'll talk at you real soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a good night, everybody. All right. See ya. The earth is flat. Bro, you need to check your facts. I got high up through the roof. I landed on the moon, the moon flat too In reality, everything is just in 2D Like a video game from 1983 Besides going up and down the street, while y'all sleep Call me B.O.B. cause I don't see the curve no. Messing up my vibe, yeah you got a lot of nerve Read a book, nah, I don't wanna learn no. Read a book, nah, I don't wanna learn uh -uh. They say that we are kids For me and my homies, we don't say it, we just pray it I'ma leave it, now I'ma stay it Do your research, how much I gotta say it Earth is flat, bro, you need to check your facts I got high up through the proof And I landed on the moon The moon flat too In reality Everything is just in 2D Like a video game from 1983 Besides growing up and down the street But y'all sleep Y'all sleep Y'all sleep Mr. Kyle. What's going on, brother? Oh, not much. How you doing? Oh, I'm good, man. Sorry. I mean, I was great. 
Um, then someone just left me a fucking shitty review. What? <laughs> Apple Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, I was checking my emails and I saw, oh, you got a new review and I checked it. <laughs> Motherfucker. That's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. They said, uh, and I have a feeling I know who it is. These frauds ripped off a 15 year old podcast, OBDM, for clout. Get a different name and then come back, you thieves, instead of writing the coattails of people who work harder than you. Oh, because there's a podcast called OBDM, which stands for our big dumb mouths. And because I have two words that are similar to theirs, the fans think that I stole their name, which is not the case at all. That's stupid. I've talked to the owner of the podcast and he said it was completely fine. So I'm going to send him that message and say, hey, dude, you need to tell your people to fucking cool it. Yeah. Anyway, I had to get that out. <laughs> Sorry. Literally, like, I was like super ready to do this and then. I read that and I'm like, motherfucker, but I will not let it affect the rest of the show. Yeah. You know, I stumble across those messages quite a bit. And um, you know what? I a part of me gets upset, but then I'm like, you know what? I knew all along when I before I got into this whole game that people would just hate. And I don't know, it it doesn't really bother me. I mean, I get a little revved up at first, but then I'm like, you know what? fuck those people they don't they don't know me <laughs> yeah it, it literally like i and i don't usually get hate you know what i mean and i don't think these guys have whoever left that review clearly is not listening to my show because it's not a ripoff of anything right uh, but but yeah and you know hey maybe I'm, that means i'm making it if i'm finally getting some hate so yeah I mean, <laughs> we'll see how it goes <laughs> and i just got a new chair so bear with me i'm gonna be spinning because i just got a new chair that actually moves oh i do that all the time oh dude yeah i i <laughs> I've been in like a old, you know, living room chair. And so now I got a spinny chair. So please don't, don't mind me if I'm spinning around, but I'm excited for, uh, for the show tonight, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, we're going to like go into it, but, um, I want to do my intro. So, um, if you don't mind just yeah, I'll you know, mute. until I'll, uh, introduce you and then we will get right to it. Perfect. All right. 